let's slip into the soothing waters of Bath, where England's upper crust has been mingling in its elegant spas since the times of the ancient Romans. The broad avenues and harmonious Georgian bathstone buildings make it easy to imagine why Jane Austen set famous scenes of her novels in Bath. Mark Seymour grew up in Bath, and he's joining me now to help us plan a visit to his charming hometown. Mark, thanks for being with us. Thank you for letting me be here. By the way, Bath is just a couple hours west of London. It's easy to fly into Heathrow and go directly to Bath. And uh, now you grew up in Bath. It's had some famous residents. It's quite expensive. Uh, Who lives in Bath, and what's it like to actually call it home? Bath is now, as you rightly say, it's very close to London. We have access to London hour, hour and a half by train. Uh, so it's, it's become a commuter city for mm-hmm. the city of London. So the average cost of a building in Bath has escalated dramatically. I think it's the most expensive place outside of London to live in. Well, especially in, in with the fast connection into London because yeah. big shots can commute in four days a week or something like that. Yeah, on the high-speed train, yeah. And really have the best of both worlds. Just from a practical point of view, I think when you fly into England, rather than dealing with London right off the bat when you've got jet lag... Take the train or the bus from Heathrow Airport out to Bath and get over jet lag in, in this elegant, relaxed, charming example of urban England. It's a great tip, actually. I mean, London can assault all the senses and, and to find yourself one morning in the beautiful, gorgeous Somerset countryside surrounded by this lovely Georgian architecture. And there are other routes in. I mean, you don't necessarily have to fly into London nowadays. There's an airport just 15 miles to the west of Bath in Bristol. In Bristol. Now, Bath goes way back to Roman times. In fact, originally it was called Aquasulis, right? A yes. Roman. Uh, was it a spa as a Roman town? The Romans actually built it up and developed it as a spa resort, is the phrase. So people in Londinium could go to Aquasulis yes. to take a bath. Yes. And when you go to Bath today, Bath, as you would say in England, Bath, Bath, Bath. Uh, you can actually, they've excavated the Roman original mineral spa, and it's a marvelous museum all around it with the beautiful gold mask of, who's that, Minerva, the goddess? Yes, who is Minerva. Um, The baths themselves, they've been dug by archaeologists. They are now a a living museum, if you like. They're a centerpiece of bath. They're the best-preserved Roman baths anywhere in the Roman world. After Rome, bath also was very important and uh, charming and small as bath is today. It's hard to imagine that kings were coronated right there in the Abbey in Bath at one time a thousand years ago. Yes, back in the uh, 900s, King Edgar... Now, when we look at all the wealth of Bath today, part of it, I'm sure, is because of its spa. Part of it is because of the wool business. That's what made a lot of the great buildings in that area. Yes. But it also became quite run down and forgotten, and then it had a, a huge resurgence in the 1700s. Queen Mary uh, visited this little uh, provincial town. She partook of the waters, as we would say today. And lo and behold, uh, she was happy in life. Uh, she was very unhappy in the fact that she hadn't conceived children. Oh, so she was uh, hoping to be able to have a child. Very and she was so. frustrated and she went to Bath and she must have been pretty desperate and she heard some, like, fragile legend about this fancy water. Exactly. Yeah, and, cures all, including... And then, uh, in, in, one year later, England's got an heir. Yeah, exactly. That's course, enough to put a town on the map if it it's saying put it on the map. mineral curative waters. Yes, everybody that was anybody wanted to visit Bath thereafter. But then they have this whole Georgian period, and you know, we, we think of the term neoclassical architecture. In England, it's Georgian architecture. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, Bath was a trend-setting city during this Georgian period. It was. Um, again, this little village out in the middle of nowhere in this wonderful landscape of Somerset up on the hills, it would have been lovely. And uh, these people, the rich and wealthy, were desperate to get out of these dirty, horrible, filthy cities. That's right. This was horrible uh, filthy cities. Kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this place was it. As soon as people started to put their name to it, more people wanted to go. So if you were uh, rich and capable, you could go to Bath and really live the ultimate. This must yes. have been the ultimate resort. and It became a it, resort town. And yeah. there were personalities. This Bo Nash was like the master of ceremonies. Bo Nash is a great character, uh, like the man who was a loser. He went off to university, lasted three months. 
He joined the military. He lasted three months. Each time his father bailed him out, he eventually wound up in London gambling. Um, he did very well in the, in the gambling profession. And, uh, of course, he found out that in the summer, all of his clients, as he would have called them, his gambling partners, were going off to the West Country, off to Somerset. So he followed them, and uh, he decided, okay, well, if they're there, that's where the money is. Um, he set up gambling halls all over town, and he, he became a very, very wealthy, He pretty much ran the scene gambler. socially, and, and he yep. established the norms. The and uh, Gambling went into uh, matchmaking and dating, and he hooked people up and made money out of that as well. And, and this was an ceremonies. age when just this Georgian sort of... Uh, sensibilities is not the word, but I mean, they had wide sidewalks so women could walk down showing off these wide skirts just so they could their fancy fabrics. Uh, You had uh, people running around in sedan chairs. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, The word cheerio, we use it today as as, as a salutation when you you leave a premises. Um, In those days, if you were arriving at a premises, uh, Bo Nash would uh, actually be standing, there's master ceremonies in one of the great halls, one of the gambling halls probably, or a dance hall perhaps. And he would call a chair for you, and it would be chair ho, chair ho. Oh, so when you were leaving, somebody would holler for the chair. Yes. Chair ho. Chair ho. Cheerio. Chair ho. And then they'd have torches, because they didn't have uh, electric street lamps back That's then. Right. And you've got the remnants of that in some of these elegant buildings today, the snuffers, where you could snuff out your torch. Some lovely, lovely wrought ironwork around some of these uh, gorgeous that. buildings, and these snuffers are still apparent. This is Travel with Rick Steves. As we do every week, we're delving into a, a different slice of this fascinating world of ours. And today we're joined by Mark Seymour, and we're learning about his hometown, Bath, in England. Our phone number is 877-333-7425, and our email is radio at ricksteves.com. And Stephanie has emailed us from Bloomington in Minnesota, and Stephanie writes, We're interested in seeing some of the Jane Austen sites. Which ones do you recommend in particular? So I understand Jane Austen actually lived in Bath for five years, and and a lot of her experiences were set in Bath. If you're a Jane Austen fan, uh, what do you do in Bath? One of the great things to do would be to take the trail. She actually lived in five homes in Bath in total. Mm-hmm. Um, when she arrived in Bath, the family was all, all but destitute, um, so they moved from one home to another. There is now a wonderful exhibit. It's called the Jane Austen Museum, actually mm-hmm. in Gay Street, which was the street upon which she lived. Mm-hmm. You can visit this little museum, and uh, they will show you how she would have lived and, and grace the streets of Bath at the time. Yeah, my disappointment with that Jane Austen Center is there was hardly any actual artifacts. It's been put together really as, as sort of a, a real-life museum, but it's so small. It's not top of my list of things to do, I must mm-hmm. say. It's, it's interesting if you're a Jane Austen fan. It, yeah, it's a lot of a people no are hell-bent to no do miss. anything relating yeah. to Jane Austen after having so much fun reading her novels. Yeah. Beth is on the line from Chicago, Illinois. Beth, thanks for your call. Okay. I'm a Jane Austen fan, but I'm coming with my husband and my son, neither of whom are what I would call Jane Austen, sort of, let's call them very reluctant dragged into watching TV show Jane Austen fans, so they would like to do something other than Jane Austen while they're there. I'll do the most important things, but uh, I'm hoping there's something else for them. Bath is full of pubs and clubs, of course, but uh, the thing I like to do, whenever I arrive in Bath, is go down to Bath Abbey. There's a lovely Abbey down next to the uh, assembly rooms and the, the, the Bath Spa. Go into the Abbey. It's not the largest, most spectacular Abbey in the world, but you can go into the Abbey and you can actually climb up into the bell tower and you can ring the bell of Bath Abbey. You can, I Ask nicely, that. smile pleasantly, um, and they will let you ring the bell. It's not the big one, it's the little one. You push a button, but it's great fun to do. Also, for Beth's son, 15 years old, they finally reopened the spa, and it's quite a fancy swimming pool. I thought that was enjoyable. Yeah, um, hot water bars, the original spa water coming up out of the ground. Um, nowadays, it's just the one. There is a new one opening where you can actually go up on rooftop level, uh, mm-hmm. so you're above the city and swim at night. And it's to swim on this, like you're swimming on the top of a building in the middle of Bath, which is quite nice. Fantastic. Also, one great thing about Bath, and we're talking to Beth, so Beth, when you're in Bath with your 15-year-old son, 
Remember, there are guided walks done by uh, retired school teachers and historians and history buffs that they're just volunteers. And every day yes. there's a free walk from the center right in front of the abbey, and they are delightful. They're just a hoot. They're just so uh, full of fascinating little insights into Bath. And be sure to take that guided walk. In the evening, there's, I think, the best street comedy you'll find anywhere in Europe is an outfit called Bizarre Bath. And it's, it's two or three uh, comedians and actors that every night walk people around Bath. And that is really hilarious. It's hilarious for the whole family. Just edgy enough to be funny for your uh, 15-year-old son, but, but not to get him into a zone where you'd rather he didn't go if mm. in a comedy kind of way. Mm. One thing, Beth, also, which I found fascinating is the Bath Costume Museum, which shows you 300 years of fashion with one decade at a time in display cases. So you've got all these mannequins dressed up featuring what was going on from a fashion point of view in the city that really made the fashion in Britain for a long time. But it takes you from the days when there were no right and left shoes, they were just called straights, all the way up to Twiggy and the age of the Beatles and and beyond. So I think you can enjoy that. And while we're thinking about ways Beth and her husband and 15-year-old son can enjoy Bath, Mark, it's fun to actually hike along or bike along the old industrial canal paths, the towpaths. Yeah, the towpaths. There's a canal that uh, connects the River Avon to the River Kennet. It's called the Kennet and Avon Canal. It makes sense. Um, but uh, these canals throughout Europe, the boats that you supply, the trade on those canals had to be pulled by horses. So there are these wonderful trails that were the original towpaths mm. that the horses would walk. Nowadays, they're all pedestrianized. You, mm. can, you can use them as a cycle track if you want. There's a lovely walk from Bath out to a place called Bathhampton great pub where you can have a lovely lunch at the far end and then turn around and come back again. It's and beautiful. you can take your children into a pub, no problem in Britain. You can, And you can also actually take a canal boat from uh, uh, the embankment in Bath all the way out to Bathhampton as well. There you go, Beth. Lots of ideas on Bath. That all sounds great. Thanks Thank for your you. call. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking with Mark Seymour, and we're talking about enjoying Bath. And Mark, one of my favorite evenings in Bath was going to a pub and having scrumpy. What is scrumpy, and how can we enjoy that? as a capper for our day in Bath. The English drink cider. Um, Americans drink cider and then hard cider. To us, hard cider is cider. There's another alcohol level above that, and uh, it's called scrumpy. It's the second fermentation process of the uh, pressed apples. Hard, hard cider. Hard, hard cider. And uh, we have a saying, if you drink one pint of that, it will make you angry. It's lethal lethal, lethal uh, alcoholic And if you drink one and a half pints, you'll just be on the floor. You'll be on the floor. You won't remember much for a week. When I ordered my scrumpy, everybody stopped drinking and just watched to see what would happen after this little tourist drank it. (laughs) And it was quite a spectacle. But there are pubs in Beth that are famous for their scrumpy. There are. I mean, uh, Bath is in cider country. Somerset itself has been a a cider county for millennia. Mark Seymour, thanks so much. Bath is just a beautiful place to visit as you illustrate with all of your stories and insights. Thanks again. My pleasure. Rick Steves teaches smart travel to England, Scotland, Ireland, and beyond. At ricksteves.com, you'll find an archive of interviews from his radio show, free audio tours, a monthly travel newsletter, and a world of information to help you turn your travel dreams into smooth and affordable reality. To gear up for your next adventure in Great Britain or Ireland, begin your trip at ricksteves.com.